This is an original podcast from the Jack Radio Network. Discover more on Jack Radio Player. This is Dead British. One brave improviser has no idea which character from history they're about to play, but thankfully, our interviewer knows everything about them. Hello, I'm Joe Hadley, and every episode, we use a clever spell to bring back a character from British history. Due to that process, some or all of our historical characters' memories might have been affected. So although I know who I'm about to talk to, they don't. So here, finding out who they are at the same time you do, they're British, they were dead, please welcome Beatrix Potter. <laughs> Beatrix is, of course, known for being an English writer and illustrator, famous for her children's stories, with her most famous character being Peter Rabbit. She was also a huge animal lover and a keen conservationist. Beatrix, welcome. Hello. Hello. Beatrix. Yeah. You, you were born into sort of a middle upper class upbringing and uh, you were sort of raised and schooled by a governess. That's right, yeah. Did that leave you quite isolated from the other children? Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, it was such a weird time. I'm not even kidding, right? Because I'd just sit in my room playing with stuff and I'd have a lady looking after me and I was like looking out the window and like, what about all these other kids? Mm. But I was just in my room. Oh, that must... That must have been so sad. Did you know that those children were people? Like, were children just like you? Well, I knew that they was people, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think they was animals. I know what animals are. Of course, of course, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I knew that they was people and all that, but I didn't really realise that they didn't have, like, people looking after them like I did. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, did you think they were sort of creatures of the land? Yeah. I see. Uh, well, we actually have a, a letter from one of those children. Oh, my God. One of the children from outside my window. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. Can they write? Yes. Yes, they oh can. Oh, my they God. Can. Shut up. Yeah. One of them, one of them wrote to you. Yeah. Uh, knowing you only as the lady from the window. Oh, the lady from the window. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, fancy. I, I think we're about to hear that now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, dear lady from the window. My name is Billy. I'm outside of the window. Could you please let me in? <laughs> it's really quite cold out here. Oh, I've lost another finger to frostbite. Why? Why are they only sending that in a letter now? Why didn't yeah. they put knock on the window? No, Never words. I'd have let him in. I wanted friends. There I'm was not more, even kidding. There was more in the letter, but sadly the handwriting gets much worse after that point. Oh no, does it? Yes. Because yeah, he was cold. Losing and fingers, it looked like. Oh no. So I'm really sorry about that. Um, oh, that's all right. Well, thanks for trying, Bill, Billy, Billy. I'm waving, but you can't see me because you're probably dead, isn't it? Yeah. Probably. Oh. Uh, so, you were an incredibly prolific writer. Yeah. Uh, you often produced two to three stories every year. Nailed them. Totaling 28 books. Bossing it. Obviously, we know your more famous ones. What are some of the deep cuts, the hidden gems of Beatrix Potter's book? Oh, are you sure you want to know? I'd love to. Because you all know my Sylvanian families and all that. Everyone knows them, Of course. It? Right. Okay. What you don't know is Maggots from the Deep. Oh my god, oh, I loved Maggots from the Deep, yeah. That's uh, one that's one for the real Potterheads out there. That yeah, the real Potterheads, that one, yeah. Maggots from the Deep, that was like like a well dystopian story about like maggots coming up and taking people's faces off, but it didn't mm. go down very well. Anyway, uh, I had loads of other ones. Um, that house is made of glass, smash it. 
it was just a really, really short story about a house that got blown over in the wind. But no one really liked that one you've either. Been, you've been, you were called a bad influence on children after that, I believe. Yeah, it was, wasn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huge crime waves. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I caused a lot of crimes. A lot of people don't realise that. Yeah, yeah. I caused a lot of crimes. With your instructions in the books. Oh, yeah, because it was cryptic and only, lot, only some people could tell, mm. right? And when they could tell... They knew what I meant. You know what I'm saying? Of course, of course. Yeah. Using dog whistles. Dog whistles, cat snorts, <laughs> pig horns. All, I know what it means. All of it. Those who want to know, know. You know what I'm saying? We actually have we actually have a letter from one of your most ardent disciples. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, we do. Oh uh, my god, I love all these letters. God, <laughs> I thought you'd use the internet these days. Never mind. <laughs> we're gonna hear that now. Okay, thanks. Hey, Lady B, it's me, Derek. Like the biggest. Member of the Potterheads, man. And I just want to say thank you so much for influencing me to be a delinquent. And because of you, I have never done anything legal in my life. And I'm super proud. And I really want to say especially thank you for the cryptic message in Magas of the Deep which led me to my first shoplifting experience. So thank you, Lady B! From Derek. Love you. Kisses. Potterhead number one. Ah. Oh, my God. So welcome. So welcome. I'm just happy to have made a difference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm sure Derek's out there listening to this right now. Yeah. Um, You were a naturalist, and you were a naturalist at a time where it was sort of frowned upon for women to examine nature being nude no no it's the because i was occasionally nude I, yeah yes we but know i yes. wasn't I, I wouldn't say that was a hobby of mine no, no that was a byproduct of that was just something of, that happens about being human sometimes you have to undress in it yes yes um oh but you mean my work with the the nature yes oh, right. uh, and you, you actually wrote a paper do you remember what the paper was called it was called green paper <laughs> Subheading, stuff about nature. Yes, yes. Um, so that, that was the sort of popular name for it. Yep. Um, but in academic circles, it was called On the Germination of the Spores of Agaricinae. Uh, uh, Do you remember that? Snore, snore, yeah, snore. Exactly. They always try and make it all sound a bit fancy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like they're always trying to bossing it up. But honestly, pff, green paper. We all know green paper. Green paper. Um, what was it about spores and, and sort of plants and mushrooms that really here's the thing you. right go on here's the thing a lot of people don't know this mushrooms talk to one another okay they're an underground network okay oh, yeah. they communicate with one another i'm not even joking is that, I, is that actually true actually true i'm not okay. even joking yeah i'm not even joking mushrooms they communicate with one another and what they do is underneath the ground they have a network oh. and what i have been able to do in my years of studying small rodents and other such creatures of the wild yeah. i have developed a language what can also communicate with the mushrooms on their interconnected underground network. I understand. That, that'll be why you're covered in mushrooms today. That, and I do have athlete's foot. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, I do. All right. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm sorry, we, we can cut that. Well, thank you. I'd appreciate that uh, because it's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? Of course. Um, Don't wear socks all night long. I'm just saying. Because that no. will give you problems that you'll regret. I'm saying. I understand. I'll get you. Uh, you actually asked that one book not be published in English because you deemed it to be too autobiographical to share with English speakers. Uh, that book was called The Fairy Caravan. What, what was so... What, what details of your life did you put in there? Oh, babes. 
Have you ever been inside a fairy caravan? Not, not personally. Right, well, when you're a little bit older and someone loves you very much, uh, right. they might let you inside a fairy caravan. Their fairy caravan. Yeah. I'm beginning to understand. Yeah. yeah. Now, what you find inside a fairy caravan uh-huh. are things that will change how you feel, right? From head to toe, finger to knuckle. <laughs> it will change. It will change how you feel, right? Uh, yes. And you'll come out of that fairy caravan a changed man, grown, if you will, right? I, I see, I see. But some people, they think it's a crass mm. to discuss these things. Uh, one of the inspirations for the story of Peter Rabbit was your real rabbit. Um, you described in the letter as uh, being clever at learning tricks. What sort of tricks did your rabbit know how to do? Well, I started with the obvious, you know, stick him in a hat, pull him out, that sort of thing. <laughs> he was great at that. It's quite easy, really, quite standard. That's, that's very good. Yeah. We're actually, we actually have a clip of, uh, oh, of these early don't. experiences with I your can... rabbit. Who filmed that? <laughs> oh, Mistress Potter, I... I'm very sorry that I messed up on free card Monty again. I, I don't really understand how they should follow the lady. I keep giving all the money away, Miss Potter. Stop making me do these tricks. Do it again. Oh, do Potter. it again. If you want me to do good things in the world, you've got to be better at doing tricks, right? Okay, Miss Potter, I'll... Shut up. Okay. Get I'm back so... in the hat. Do some folding. It's so cold, it smells like mushrooms in there. Yeah. They like the temperature. Excuse me, Mr. Potter, um, Snow lives on the windowsill. Hello, Snow. I can do tricks. Yeah? What can you do, yeah? Um, I can do poker shuffle. Poker shuffle, eh? I can do, uh, I can cut a man in half. Oh, uh, what, what can you cut him in half with? Uh, with an antennae and then stick him back together again. An antennae? Yeah. Fascinated. Show it to me. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> Is it true that the, um, the story of Peter Rabbit first kind of originated in a letter that you wrote? Yeah. And that's letters back again. Oh, yeah. Well, we're all about the letters, isn't it? All yeah. All about the letters. Uh, you wrote this letter to a friend's five-year-old son yeah. while he was ill. Yeah, Frankie was ill, right? Frankie had a uh, stomach problem mm. on account of eating too many baked beans. Yes. And uh, Famously a problem. A huge problem. Oh, no, a huge problem. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Yeah, yeah. Be careful. Be careful. Right. Really? What? Yeah. You could have too many beans. That's enough of another oh, story. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you. You're welcome. No worries. But just be careful, babes. We actually have a, uh, actually have a clip about your friend's five-year-old oh, bless son him, do when you? he was ill. Yes, oh, yes we no. do. Mother, father, I'm terribly sickly, but there seems to be a letter here from Miss Potter. Oh, well, don't, child. Why don't you read parts of it out to, you, but to me and your mater? I'm and just, uh, we'll find out what happened, shall oh, we? it's in such a wonderfully exquisite envelope. I'm just going to take some time to open it up. What a wonderful noise that made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just... It's just a bee. Just, just a bean? No, a bee. A, b- a bee? Oh. The letter B. The letter B. Ah, perhaps you'll write you a letter, one letter at a time. <laughs> but what does it mean, Father? Well, in certain mafioso circles, it means uh, you have betrayed Beatrix. 
my goodness. And I suppose this is the moment I'll turn to a life of crime. It is inevitable, my child. Here, take my walking stick, which hides a sword, and uh, go out and commit some crime. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the letter B. Changed his life, has it? Absolutely changed his life. He was on a trajectory to boring, I'm telling you. And that moment, exquisite, exquisite shift of direction. Mm. I pride myself on it. That, uh, that young man later died in prison. Um. <laughs> we all got to die somewhere, babes. We all got to die somewhere. You're going to die sometime too. Just yes. letting you know. Okay, thank, thank you. Uh, so, so Hopefully Peter, not tonight. So, Peter Rabbit... <laughs> Peter... Peter Rabbit was the first character to become fully merchandised, making him the oldest licensed character. How did that feel to begin making these kind of groundbreaking deals? Well, it was interesting, really, because no one was really doing it at the time. And mm. I was I considered myself something of a pioneer, right? Mm. Because no one was going into shops and saying, Oi, I've got this idea, right? Sell it. No one was doing that. And I took Peter Rabbit in. I didn't initially take um, taking a bit of merchandise, what I did was taking one of the rabbits, for example, Snowy, off my windowsill, Class. took him in and said, hey, uh, make this into something. This, this was Snowy who <laughs> frequently chopped men in half at this stage. Yeah, because he was doing them tricks, wasn't it? Of course, yeah. Yeah. We actually have a clip of, of uh, you going into shops with Snowy. Oh, babes. All right, Miss Potter, we'll give in to your demands. Please don't cut off my son again. Well, thank you very much. I want to see this bit of merchandise in every children's Christmas stocking this year. Look, look, we've said yes to Peter Rabbit and we've said yes to Jemima Potluck. Please, please don't make us say yes to Barry the Mangy Crab. Look, you and I know that the children round here like what I've got to offer. Yeah? So you and I know that if you and I want to make a profit, you and I will be selling this mangy little beast. <laughs> I'll see you in the new year for my profits. Barry the Mangy Little Crab is, is one of my favourites, actually. Oh, that's nice of you to say. He is mangy. And he's got quite a sharp claws. They're dangerous. Yes, yeah. They've taken a few children's eyes out. <laughs> and I like to keep those eyes as a souvenir. I, I see. Oh, is that... I was wondering about your necklace. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm glad you noticed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can't remember the name of the child that came from because I've got quite a few. But um, this one, I like the blue. I like the mm. way the blue catches in the light. Look at that. Jingle, oh, jingle, my goodness. jingle. Uh, you won't be able to see this, but yes, it really is shining and haunting. Um, so... Walt Disney approached you about making an animated uh, film. Oh, yeah. Uh, you remember this. Uh, uh, Walt. You, you actually refused him. Uh, and, of course I did. And we actually have a clip of, uh, of that meeting, which we're going to play now. Are you really going to put me through this again? Uh, I'm, Are you for real? I'm, I'm sorry, Mrs. Potter. We, we're doing a show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, I'd love to see it. Yeah, Thanks, babes. Okay. I'd love to see it. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, we want to make a picture using your rabbit and also the mangy crab. That's what we want to do, Beatrix. We're going to put them on a big screen and we want to catchy songs. And I've got the Sherman brothers, both of them here, to pitch a song to you. Hi, yeah, I'm Sherman brother number one. 
And I'm Sherman Brother Number Two. And we got a song for you! <laughs> I am a rabbit. And I am a crab. And together we make happiness. Ding a ding a ding ding dab. <laughs> it's just a work in progress at the moment. Oh, thanks very much. Well, thanks for the tune and all, and thanks for seeing me, Walt. I appreciate your interest, and I appreciate your interest, Germans. But you're not taking it in the sort of direction I was thinking of. So um, I'd like to have a little bit more of a hand in it, and then we can make it like a collaboration. Well, that's not how I work, uh, Beatrix. Oh, uh, well, I'll take that letter from you, sure. <laughs> take that, Mr. Disney. I'm into collaboration or no laboration, if you know what I'm saying. Oh my God, it's the letter E. Listen, I'm Mickey Mouse! Okay? And no one messes with Walt! Well, listen here, Mickey. I am messing with Walt, because Walt's trying to get his sticky little fingers on my crabs and he's not going to do the right thing by him. Okay, I didn't want to have to do this in front of the Sherman brothers, but here's a letter. What is this? You can't give me a letter, Mickey? I've given you the letter. It's the letter... F. Oh. And oh. I can't say what that stands for on Disney property. We all know what that stands for, Mickey. Walt, you won't see me again, but you will hear me in your nightmares. Uh, a really powerful exchange. He was trying to tinker with something which was absolutely beautiful. He was trying to change it. I had made something that people liked. And what did he want to do? Change it all, make it mm. all difficult, make it all weird, make it all strange. That's not what I was about, babes. You kept a huge number of rabbits, Beatrix. I'm very, very fond of rabbits, see, and I can see a lot of potential in all of them. And I was trying to find one that really encapsulated everything. Mm. But they all had their strengths and weaknesses, and I just couldn't find the right one, ultimately. Was Peter the sort of perfect one of the ones you had? In my mind, yeah. In my mind, he was. And I don't know if, honestly, if I was projecting some kind of vision and hope into his eyes, because, you know, he had the smoothest fur, he had the longest ears, he had the most inquisitive eyes, mm. he had the sharpest teeth, and he had the bounciest hop. <laughs> but ultimately, there was always something missing from all of them. He was the closest, the closest to happiness, I suppose. I'm going to ask you now about Norman Warren. Oh, don't. Uh, this is the man that you became engaged to, but your parents disapproved of. Yeah, they did. He, he died a month after you became engaged. Yeah, he did. Did your parents send him a letter? It is possible <laughs> that my parents sent him a letter. Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Norman was a nice guy, really nice guy, like, mm -hmm. had a great sense of humour. He loved eating chicken sandwiches, and that's one of my favourite things to eat. But he didn't have a great sense of humour, right. and um, he did have a lot of money. We actually have a clip of you and Norman. Bye, 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 babe! Norman! <laughs> Oh my god, I love you so much, babe. Oh, I love your wallet. What? I love you, oh, too. Oh my god, do you want a chicken sandwich? Oh, I'd love a chicken sandwich. Oh, feed me, babes. All right, just get the butler. Mm. I have brought for you the requisite chicken between the bread. Cheers, butters. 
You're welcome. Thanks, pipes. Master Norman and Mistress Beatrix. Oh, Mistress Beatrix. Oh, I like it. He's Gonna good, isn't he? He's really, really good. He is good. He is good. You look, you look so nice tonight, love. Oh, Norms. You do. Your eyes are like big old dinner plates. Well, that's because I'm looking at quite the view. That's you, that is. Oh, what? Yeah, that was a compliment. Well, I was doing you a compliment. Me. I don't know what to do with compliments. Well, just uh, put them in your pocket. What? Pick You've got later. such a way with words. You really have. Have you ever thought about what, writing erotica? Erotica? Epotica. <laughs> I'll have you know, Norman, I do write a little bit of epotica. Go on, do me a bit. Oh, you want a bit now? Do it a bit now, go on. Oh. Ooh. <coughs> furry bits. Tell me about your fairy caravan. Enter a furry caravan. When you go inside, yeah. the walls are slippery. I can't hear it in English. It's too much. It's too intimate. Do you want it in Latin? Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm afraid we can't actually broadcast any of this. Uh, I'm, I'm really sorry. I did write a lot of erotica for Norman. Uh, yes. Was, I understand that a lot of it was buried with him. Yes, I think it was the safest place for it to go. Because I didn't really want anyone's hands on it. Right, I understand. Yeah, and it was for him as well, you know. So, really, it was only right. It was only right that it went down with him. Speaking of your, like, speaking of your more personal communications, uh, you actually wrote down a lot of your secret thoughts in a code that was not cracked until 1958. And then some bozo nailed it, didn't they? 1958. They, they sure did. I can't believe it. Can't believe they it. They sure did. We actually have, we have a little clip of the moment your code oh. was cracked. Oh, no. If you were very close, Coravis, a very close at all, we've almost cracked the code. Oh, Professor, we've been working on this our whole life. Yes, it would be amazing. My God, look at this now. Look at this in the light at the right angle. Oh, yes. Let me get out the magnifying glass. It's all becoming clear. Yes. Professor, can you... Interpret the first sentence. Yes. Etur furius caravanus, deus machinus caravanus. What? My God, this is Latin. My God. The code was Latin all along. And us two Latin professors were stumped. We were double bluffed. My God, she was good. She was good. Oh my, it's a rather steamy caravas. Um, perhaps I should read this while sitting down. Read it to me in English. <clears throat> Reach across and touch my hand. Oh, Professor. Feel the lifeblood through my pulsating... Oh, yes. I'd like you to stop now. This is too much. This is too much. That's my pri- These are my private words, my private code. I appreciate, well done, Latin boys, for nailing through it. But please, have a little respect for me. Have a little respect for Norman. And I'm, just- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll stop that there. We'll stop that there. N- nobody needs to get a letter. Um, you were an accomplished sheep farmer. Yes, I was. And not many people know that. Not many people do know that. <laughs> but it's true. Yes. 
Um, did you have... I love sheep. Of course you do. Do you have a favourite sheep? Did you have a favourite sheep? I mean, I like them all. They, uh, they were all had their own different personalities. But there was one, I suppose, if I had to pluck one from the herd, there was one called Booba. I thought you might say Booba. We have a little clip of Booba right here. Oh, Booba. Now, come on, Beatrice. You know I'm your favourite. Oh, come here, Booba. Come and give me a little tickle under the tail. Give me a little bit. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Go on. Oh, could you feel that? Oh, you've done a little poopy on me. <laughs> Ow. Never mind. That's what animals do. That's right. That's what animals do. A sheep especially. Oh, look at you. All like a big old cloud you are. With the clouds of the grass. <laughs> That's so poetic. You could help me with a little bit of writing, Booba. Oh, can I? I mean, I'm going through a dry spell with me writing. Since Norman died. Oh, yeah, since Norman died. I think I put all my finest words into my last words with Norman. Have you thought about writing erotica, hypotica, if you will? <laughs> I'm not being funny, Booba, but you ain't the first person to have said that. I'm just saying. But I think that little side of me just got to take a little bit of a rest now because I'm a growing up woman and it ain't becoming no more. All right, then. By the way, this is my fiancé, Babu. Oh. All right there, Beatrix. Oh, hello, Babu. Ooh. Oh. You're a tall one, aren't you? You're a stealer of best friends. Oh, only on Sundays and twice on a Monday. What are you doing with Booba, Babu? He's me fiancé. Why is it you your fiancé, Booba? We're in love. Are you? Are you in love with her, Babu? Oh, I am, yes. And I also like to play whist. You play, you play whist with Babu? Does he do that, Booba? He does, and I love him. But you don't play whist with me, Booba? Not anymore. Why not? It's time to move on. I don't want to move on. I love playing whist with you. Listen. What? Sheep are the clouds of the grass. Yes, yeah, we are. are. We roam around like clouds on grass. And I... you know what clouds do eventually? Fade away, disappear. They drift away. Oh, come here, Booba. No. Oh. Go on, touch me tail. Have you... I've pooped on your hand again. Oh. Oh, well, I'll take that as a parting gift, shall I? Goodbye, Beatrix. Goodbye, oh. Beatrix. I hate you, Babu. I love you, Booba. <laughs> Don't hold it against him. I won't hold it against him. Remember, nothing should stand in the way of true love between two not. sheep. <laughs> Babu. Aye. I've got something for you. Oh, a letter. How lovely. <laughs> no! Did you really give Babu a letter? Absolutely. Which, which letter did you give him? B. Yeah, um, say no more. Say yes, no more. I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to leave that there. As we know, the ultimate celebration of someone's life is musical theatre. Beatrix, it must have been incredibly flattering to have your life turned into a musical. What about Potter the Musical did you enjoy? Oh my God, I loved it all. From beginning mm. to end, I thought it was a boss celebration of who I am. I am so delighted they put that on the West End stage. Thank you, Cameron Macintosh. <laughs> if I can just say so, I think they nailed the character of you, especially now that I've spoken to you. Mm -hmm. A lot of the harsher critics of the show do sort of uh, bring up the sort of animal slaughtering song. Their words, not mine. Yeah, well, that's what it is. So uh, 
well done critics that's what it is um so this is that your sort of response it's like the musical is unapologetic that's what it's about it's honest that's what the musical is yeah. from my perspective and i'm grateful for this because sometimes i'm misrepresented in the media right. but this musical is really honest and there is yes there is a reality of the fact that if you are someone who tinkers around in nature and tries to make a million rabbits do things uh, you have a few casualties and um as a naturalist myself I think it's reasonable and fair to have this in the musical. Reasonable and fair or rude and crass, you decide. We're going to have a listen. Welcome to the animal slaughter! Yeah, dude, yeah! Step on into our barn and you'll come to some terrible harm. You might lose your life if you see me holding a knife. The viscera is three feet deep. Watch out, cause that's all sheep. And everybody's gonna get killed by me, by her. Because it's a rabbit eat rabbit world. It's a rabbit eat rabbit world. Watch the horror unfurl in this rabbit eat rabbit world. It's a rabbit eat rabbit world. Watch out, you may lose your life right here. Watch out, cause you have something to fear. Watch out, just step over there. If you're a rabbit or if you're a hare. But know that I love you inside out and I'm only doing it cause I care. It's a rabbit eat rabbit world. like about that song and about how the music how the musical handled everything in general is it it showed that yes sometimes passion can be destructive right yes because when you love something so much and that's what I felt about all of nature I wouldn't write about it if I didn't care about it I wouldn't keep all these rabbits if I didn't care and that's the thing isn't it sometimes passion can get destructive and I think that the musical handles that really well and I appreciate that don't push that side of human nature away that's what I'm saying that's actually a really astute thought and I think it it sort of comes to a head towards the end of the third act when um, the musical sort of blames you for Norman's death that's right in sort of no uncertain terms that's right yeah it does so uh, it's your your fiance Norman Um, the musical makes some claims uh, that you were sort of involved in his tragic death. And as I did say, everything about this musical is true and they've represented me correctly. You did? So, um, yes. I was surprised to hear that given... Well, 
well, there we are, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm dead now, isn't it? So it doesn't that really matter. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really matter whether, whether people know the truth. So on the record. On the record, uh, I might have been to blame for Norman's departure. <laughs> While we're sharing. Yes, babes. Can you confirm that the, the method of execution depicted in the musical was accurate? Yes, babes. It was. I set all the rabbits on him. Every last one of them. I took into my bedroom. I said, I want to show you a side of me you've never seen before, Norman. And he thought, oh, finally, fairy caravan opens up. It didn't, though. It didn't. I opened the wardrobe and they all came out. Every last one of them. Except Peter, who was long gone. Who's already dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I hope you don't mind if I ask to listen to that song no! one more time. It's a great moment. <laughs> That's it, baby. Lie your head down here. That's it, baby. You've got nothing to fear. That's it, baby. Incredible cast of Potter the Musical. This has been the life of Beatrix Potter as brought to life by Liz Peters, John Newen, Heather Urquhart, and Sam Marshall. I'm Joe Hadley, and this has been Dead British.
Dead British, the improvised history show on Union Jack Radio. Dead British on Union Jack Radio has been supported by the Audio Content Fund.